Hey, welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. And today, we'll be talking about why relationships are the currency of life. So we all have relationships that we have with different sorts of people where we're connected and behave a certain way to each other. And the quality of relationships that we have is the very foundation for how well we come to enjoy our lives and not just the quantity. They make up our social support system that is vital to how we view our experiences. These relationships range in so many different ways that include family, friends, and acquaintances. Some close, some distance, no matter what they are. But another relationship that we have that tends to get overlooked is that relationship with our own selves. This is the starting point of how we choose to construct that social circle that we have and who we let in. The better relationship we have with ourselves, the better we set ourselves up for everything else in our lives. But what does it really mean to have a relationship with ourselves? And the simple answer is being aware of who you are and what you stand for. This is going to allow you to accept yourself for who you are. So when you come to understand this, you gain more respect and a better appreciation for yourself. It means that you're more connected with who you are that further develops and strengthens you. Before we can have a great relationship with everybody else, we must have a great relationship with ourselves first. Some ways to make sure we have that that great relationship with ourselves is you got to define yourself and how you come to value who you are. This begins with the values that you hold, the things that are important to you, and making sure that they're always at the forefront. How well you come to uphold what is important to you will determine how well you value yourself. These types of questions might seem complex in a sense, but they're only complex because there's so many distractions clouding your focus. When you're able to remove the trash and all the distractions in your life, things become a lot clearer about what really is important to you. And to be able to get to this point, it does take a little bit of time where you're sifting through what really needs to be in your line of focus and what needs to be removed. These types of questions might startle people simply because they haven't given the time to just sit and think about those things that they really value. All it takes is an intentional effort to find what that is for yourself. Once you can do that, you start to unravel how straightforward you can make your own life, untangling what once might have been a complexity. In a world where there is a constant source of instant gratification, it can take up much of our attention because it keeps us gratified in the moment. And if this happens enough times, it will become a part of a routine of what we're trying to seek. When you're able to delay those gratifications for later, you become comfortable with the thoughts you can process through. Even simple things like turning away digital entertainment so you can read and get information is going to help enlighten you. Or even choosing to avoid overeating your favorite foods so that when you come to eat them, they become a lot more enjoyable later on. Being able to have that moderation in your life makes all those simple things much more significant that gives you a greater balance. And once you're able to get to this point, 
you become more and more connected to yourself because the things that you choose to accept become more important to you as you come to be more selective. From there, you can better navigate the relationships you choose to form and develop. Throughout our lives, we're going to have so many different types of relationships that come and go. So it's going to be pivotal to cultivate those truly magnificent ones because we all realize that they are extremely rare. What makes those relationships so rare is that they're based on authenticity, where the only thing that the two sides are in it for is for the sheer sharing of moments together. And those moments that you share together are experiences that you form, that become your memories, and and make you even more fond of the person who you shared it with. The admiration that you have for each other uplifts you to become a better person. That is the treasure that we all have. So that time that you spend together is the currency that you have that enriches your life. Where the more quality time that you have, it signals to them just how much it means. What we want is to be valued for who we are and not what we can do for each other. This conveys that acceptance is not dependent on an outcome. If you take a look at relationships that you have with your coworker or a business associate, the relationship is based on gaining something of value, such as information to help do your job better or money in exchange for a service. And this is logical as we all have a need for each other in a sense to help us be stronger. This is how civilizations were built where people specialize in certain industries such as agriculture, finances, construction, services, and so many other aspects of what makes an economy function. This frees us up from having to know how to grow food, how to manage large amounts of money, how to build a home or build several homes, how to build roads. All these things makes us that much more efficient. This leads us to become a bit more dependent on each other for a gain Where the thinking comes down to, if I form a relationship with another person, what do I get from it? We're not going to have that same type of relationship we have with the IRS as we are with our own mothers. The IRS is there to have that relationship with you so they can collect the money in a civil way to help the government function. While the relationship with your mother is based on your overall well-being. You and her have that bond that is built on care for each other no matter what. Knowing this can help let go of dwelling on those relationships that you might have lost or moved on from and dedicate your time to what you have. Know the people who you value and why you do and you'll gain a greater appreciation for them. This is going to help you take greater care to strengthen that connection that you share. The people that we spend our time with can have an enormous impact on how we feel, which can be both good and bad. Once you're able to recognize how a person affects you, it becomes a lot more straightforward whether you should move towards them or away from them. Continuously invest in those relationships because it requires effort to maintain them. The simple things of calling to see how they're doing, if they need help with anything, or just to ask if they want to do something together. This shows how much you care about them. In the busy lives that we live, we can always make time for them. It just needs to be prioritized. You want to avoid only relying on relationships in your time of need. 
because it can come off as selfish and convenient for you. Have respect lead the way for these wonderful relationships that you've developed. This means being respectful of their time, their space, and who they are, which is going to propel you forward through meaningful interactions. Look to add value to the other person, because if you're not, the most precious resource of time is being wasted. And time is associated with an opportunity cost, where if you choose poorly, you lose value of what could have been. A simple way to look at who you should invest your time with is by looking years out and then reflecting on the people who occupied much of your experiences. Generally, the workplace occupies a third of our lifetime, which seems a bit off that can make us question how well we live if the job that we do is not what we enjoy, especially because of the people around. Now, it's understandable. We all need to make a living. But this can be a huge sacrifice where money is a primary driver of the choices you make that can make it feel restrictive. When you can identify who you want to be around more often, you can find ways to build a life you desire around that. This could be surrounding yourself with your loved ones by being in a family business or being around people who share your interests. Knowing this is going to help you line up the pieces in your life together so money is not the primary driver of how you make decisions, but how you choose to spend your time. And as we all know, money and time are correlated. As we spend our time making money so we can have essentials and possibly even more. We can earn more money, but not more time. At the constant focus to get by or get ahead to one day have more time to do what we want is what many of us are working towards. With doing this, it can sometimes mean sacrificing those special relationships that we have because to earn more money and maybe even the same amount of money, it requires much of your time away from them. So our need to survive takes over and that money becomes comforting. Even if this is the case, we can always prioritize time for those that make up our social circle. Different phases occur in our lives that include the homes that we live in, the jobs that we have, but those relationships that we foster will always be present with you. The money that you earn, especially on a consistent basis, gives you that instant gratification that what you're doing is paying off so you can cover all the things you need and want. It does create a dependency mentally where if we're not working towards what we've always been doing, then we cease to continuously have that income flowing in. But those relationships that you foster, simply because you value them, you're delaying that gratification for something that money is not able to fulfill. So the common sacrifices that we all make are to let money dictate where we should move to, how we should spend our time, and how often to spend time away from making a living. That focus that if I'm not working, then I'm not making money are the things that we all tend to have at the forefront of our thinking. And the more that takes over, the more it can compromise those relationships that are really meaningful. If this happens to be the case, then there might be the tendency to lose sight of how much money is enough 
And this can be a difficult question to answer as many unknowns and unexpected expenses do come about. So our first instinct is to survive, which is why we continuously are working to make a living. But we got to remember to actually make a life for ourselves, to enjoy what we have worked for. What good is it to have an abundance of money and material possessions if you don't have the time to enjoy them? These material things that we have can make us feel good for a short period of time, but nothing like the relationships that we have because we can always come to reminisce about all the good times that we had with the people we decided to be around. So this makes those relationships invaluable because they cannot be measured in a set of figures that quantifies how much we enjoyed ourselves. Money, on the other hand, does measure the worth of things, which is why it captivates our attention. Because if we have enough of it, we can buy things at a certain price. Things such as a nice shirt, a nice pair of shoes, or a new car. These are things that we can actually see and we work towards where we put our money to. So with the concept of money... It is monetary value where a product or a service is measured in a dollar amount. What makes us feel that money is well spent is when what was paid for the product or the service at least meets our expectations of it. This could be buying a pair of Kirkland jeans for $11 because they represent good quality at fair prices. Their reliability of them could make you feel that they are worth having as they provide great comfort and durability. You could get another pair of jeans from a different manufacturer at a lower price, but that comfort and durability may not measure up to your expectations. Or you could get more expensive ones with the same reliability as a Kirkland brand, and if value is important to you, you could be disappointed in overpaying for them. And the relationships that we have can apply the same way, where the time spent determines the value we have in our lives. We are all looking to avoid the cheap relationships that prove unreliable and want to avoid overpaying for relationships that require a significant amount being taken from you. The ideal and rare relationships are those that can accept each other for who they are. And when you have this, you can measure that quality of how well you're living based on it. So what eventually you want is to improve your relationship economy where it becomes about engagement and recognition of each individual. The better you can do this, the stronger the ties you form because it shows how much you care for the people. This starts with being your authentic self even if it means that others reject you. You want to show what you stand for so you can better make connections. The people who value you will do so based on who you are and not what you want them to see you as. They'll admire you for that. Your authenticity will help attract others in the same way that allows for curiosity and understanding of each other. This will lead to better embracing the differences amongst different sides that shows it's okay to be in disagreement as this is going to cultivate civility and comprehension of different viewpoints. Disagreements can evoke a tremendous amount of anger if it is not processed because it can be seen as a threat to the viewpoints that we hold. We want to protect those viewpoints sometimes 
to avoid that uncomfortableness. Disagreements are healthy because it brings about new ideas that exercises critical thinking. Come to view them as an opportunity to become stronger together. The more respectful the disagreements, the more can be accomplished as hostility impedes progress. Have an open mind when this comes about by delay shouting out a response to try to defend yourself. This shows greater self-control that gives you a chance to learn new things. Sometimes our own experiences makes it difficult to relate to what others are explaining. So whatever relationships we have, disagreements are a natural part of it. It's something that we should come to embrace as this is a very unique opportunity for us to learn from each other. And every relationship that we have comes with difficult moments. But the stronger that connection and that bond is, the better you have at overcoming those tough times. Come to see these difficult times as a test to see how well that relationship has formed. Just because things start to get rocky, like you don't have a firm ground to stand on, continue to stick with it if you value what you've worked for. Sometimes the lack of understanding the viewpoints of others causes that friction between both sides. So when things start to become unsettling, come to realize maybe your viewpoint is clouding you from understanding what the other person is thinking. In cases like this, the ego may try to take over to prove how right or correct you are in your way of seeing things. But really, what good does that do for the relationships that you formed? Great relationships are built on a mutual trust where you have confidence in each other to discuss things and challenge one another for the better and is not built on dominance where one benefits at the expense of another simply through control. It should be that of a partnership where you rely on each other for support and growth and dispel that obedience factor of a ranking in stature. Over time, we might come to realize that some of the relationships that we have are that where it is not a shared interest. Maybe it could be something where you're not valued in that same manner that you expect it to be. And you're going to have to realize this if that's something you really want to be a part of. Are you relying on relationships out of a necessity or because you want to? And if you feel you're not being valued for who you are, then know it's okay to move on. Sometimes the relationships we're in hold us back from who we can be and what we can do. Some things that you may want to ask yourself, is this relationship actually helping you become the person you want to be? Is it building you up for something greater? Because if it's not, it's going to damage your confidence of all the things that you have the potential to do. This can be a tricky thing to come to realize as people want to hold you accountable and that reaction of just going berserk might be interpreted as that's just them lighting a fire under me to get myself straightened out. While this might help you get things done, it's ultimately conditioning you to respond when things are urgent or when fear is invoked into you. This can cause a dependency on the relationship because it can be viewed as something that, that is needed to propel you forward. So if you happen to experience those feelings of being belittled or shamed for what you've done, then it might indicate that it's not a relationship that's healthy for you. You can gradually work away from it or completely remove yourself. Just find whatever works for you. 
but know that it can be difficult to go through with that decision. Some ways you can wean yourself off from those unhealthy relationships is to have those honest conversations with the person you have that relationship with. This helps you to clearly explain to them what is going on and the expectations that you have going forward. Maybe they never thought of how you viewed things and this is going to help them reassess how they're treating you. It could be that they're unaware of how they behave towards you and they can address their blind spots. This could change the relationship dynamics for the better or it might not. If things do not improve, at least you stated the things within your control that's going to give you greater peace with your decision. This can help you gradually move on from it if you're committed to it. If they have a tendency to become emotional during a conversation like this where they might get angry This is a clear indication that maybe ending things abruptly is going to suit you better. That anger that they display can cause fear to keep you in place. And what you want is to get yourself moving and progressing forward. Relationships should give you the feeling of being welcomed and not a feeling of being threatened. Instead, look to find people who empower you that builds your confidence in who you are. Great relationships provide a place of comfort to be your complete self without the constant jumping on your case for any slip-ups or mistakes that you make. A great indicator of the relationships you want to form with people are those that when things go wrong, they have the composure to support you in your time of need, helping you navigate the obstacles that you're facing, where their primary concern is about your overall well-being. They know how to hold you accountable by instilling a want to be a better version of yourself. That they help you become stronger and more independent. Avoiding becoming a crutch that you must consistently lean on to move forward. Relationships like this are going to completely transform your life so you can thrive. Simply put, look for people who are uplifting, selfless, and who show it more than they talk about it. And once you can find these people, make sure to treat them well because it can prove costly if you don't. Bad relationships make you take a deep breath that feels suffocating, while great relationships makes you exhale and decompress about the things that you're facing. So foster those great relationships because they're going to enhance how you live. Money is currency to help us survive, while relationships are the currency of life to how satisfied you are and how you choose to spend your time with. There is nothing wrong with being ambitious and chasing your dreams. But you got to remember to always cultivate those special relationships that you have because they're going to magnify how enjoyable you live. What we all will come to find out is that everything that we're working towards is to be shared with those people that we hold close to us. Their presence signifies the life that we build based on those shared moments that we create. Without them, there's an emptiness that makes us feel isolated and wondering about all the things that could have been. Look at the long term of what you want in your life and the people who you want to be around so you're not distracted by the instant gratification that derails your intentions. It's not so much about the quantity of people that you have in your life, but the quality of them. Continuously be your authentic self so you can let in the right people and remove those that are holding you back. While it might hurt to lose certain relationships, reflect on them and see what you've learned. The special relationships that you do have Cherish the moments that you shared because our time together is limited. The more we can be in the moment, the more we can enjoy the presence of the company we keep. Do right to the people who accept you for you 
and things will feel more gratifying in your life. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. If you're interested in more topics like this, become a Thriving Minds member at www.thrivingminds.live. All right, until next time. Thank you.